Welcome back to the St Edward's School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. Now, this episode is great fun because we're talking Combined Cadet Force, or CCF. School Staff Instructor Adam Keelock and Major Elizabeth Winfield, Contingent Commander of the Combined Cadet Force at St Edward's School, Cheltenham, reveal everything on this episode. That means we're about to hear what the CCF is and why a parent might be interested in it, the qualities the CCF instills in pupils today, but we also learn which skills they acquire that can be transferred into other aspects of their lives. So come with me now as we step into the world of CCF at St Edwards. Major Winfield, Staff Keylock, thank you for being here and joining us on this episode of the podcast. How are you both doing today? Yeah, I'm good myself. Very busy time at the moment in November with the CCF. We're launching our new training syllabus for the CCF, whereas uh, historically the cadets have all trained together and done army training and RAF. We're now trying a, a different approach and they will train separately to enable the cadets to achieve a higher level of training in both elements, RAF and Army. And we're also launching some more detailed synthetic training for the RAF. So things along the lines of drones and flight simulators and VR work. Mm -hmm. And then with the Army section, we're heavily branching into what is called CIS, Communication Information and Systems, and also some more higher end field craft elements things like tibua which stands for training in built-up areas okay so that's occupying urban areas and a lot more leadership based on practical application in what's called field craft hmm. so what any person with no military experience would think of when you see people with the war paint on and going out living in forests and stuff like that hmm. so hmm. quite quite a busy period for us at uh, the start of this academic year no very much sounds like it Major Winfield, how about you? How's your how's your world looking right now today? Yeah, no, it's 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 great. And actually, I've been with the contingent now for nearly two years, which is a pretty unbelievable. But most of that has been in lockdown and COVID. And so we've done our best to provide a really engaging syllabus. But actually, we haven't done much residential stuff. And we haven't really been able to do the practical application here at the school. We've been constrained to bubbles. So to hear mm. Staff Keylock talk about the new initiative of doing this army and REF training is really exciting. And I'm looking to to add a layer of the charity aspect to it to bring to light another model in which we can develop their leadership. And so mm. today I've actually been designing a, a concept that we're going to initiate this evening, which is them all choosing a military charity within their teams and and looking for ways of how they can support that military charity and I'm hoping to spark some great ideas from them so we'll see what this evening's training's got in store. Awesome okay so we've got that to find out a bit later on and a little bit later in this podcast episode I'm dying to explore a bit more about charity work with you but Major Winfield I wonder whether you could just explain to us in a nutshell what CCF is let's just imagine for a moment that I'm a parent I'm listening to this I've heard of CCF and maybe when I was at school a long time ago CCF was something that happened maybe it didn't but what is it how does it work and and why why should I be interested in it if I was a parent Do you know what it's really interesting because I was I wasn't a cadet myself but I have done 18 years service in the regular army in the Royal Logistics Corps. So I kind of had an idea of what it might look like, but actually having come on board in in the past two years, it's been 
absolutely amazing the opportunities that they can provide on adventurous training side, on the leadership side, and on some pretty cool training from shooting to flying, which I don't think you could get that kind of opportunity anywhere else. And mm. I've been really overwhelmed with what we are able to offer the uh, offer the cadets. Realistically, it's yes, they're wearing uniform but we're not trying to recruit them into the military. Uh, we're using it as a tool to bring out all of them buzzwords, you know, leadership, resilience, discipline. I think all them words that parents would love to see in their children. And so it's, it's, it's a way of delivering all of that in a really incredible programme. So tell me a little bit more about that, either of you, because, you know, you, you mentioned about some of those other things and it's not just for people that sort of want to go into the services after they leave school. Some parents might think that that's kind of what CCF is, is, is like it's a, a fast track program for, for going off and, and joining the services. But tell me a little bit more then about those qualities, those characteristics that are instilled in students in school today then. Yeah, with CCF or CCF within independent schools or Army Cadet Force or Community Cadets, Sea Cadets, Air Cadets, Cadet Force as a, as a whole in the UK is truly unique. We're, we're the only country in the world that does it. it. The easiest way to describe it is just as a, as a young person would go, for example, from Cubs to Scouts with the next logical step up is the cadet forces. Yes, it, it has a lot more of a, a serious element to it because we we do do military training exactly the same as what infantry soldiers do. So we do live firing with weapons. We go on exercise. There's things that go bang and flash and smoke grenades and all sorts of good stuff. The RAF section do go flying with powered flights and also gliders. So there is the, the higher end more advanced training where uh, we like to give all the opportunities to the student but in preparation for that when they're slightly younger there is the smaller steps up so we instill the discipline and maturity and the self-reliance in the students so it's a very good tool for students to experience things that they could possibly never experience in any other youth organization in a safe fun environment the the main the main thing i try to instill in the students is that the parts i alluded to in the dv podcast is those soft skills like teamwork self-reliance communication but also adding memories of truly unique experiences of things like 13 14 year old student flying a glider for their first time or a slightly older student being responsible for 20 to 30 if not 40 cadets on an exercise and giving being given a mission and being completely responsible for how the, that unit would take on the task and achieve the goal yes sometimes some parents are very hesitant about cadet forces because they automatically see uniform and weapons but it's if anything those elements instill greater aspect of discipline and respect from the students because they understand the safety aspect of it but it, it is truly such a unique organization um i would encourage any any 13 and above young student in anywhere in the country to give their local cadet force a try for at least 12 months just to experience something new and something truly unique 
so I think the uniqueness, and I, I worked at the Army Training Regiment Winchester as well, where we took civilian to soldier in 12 weeks. And actually, we can teach these cadets anything, but it's this underlying values and standards that the cadet force and the military uphold that I think really instills all of these key things that we want in our, our young students that they'll take forward to university, improve their UCAS applications. And the values and standards are the bit that we instill by doing the other stuff you know mm. the charity bit the leadership putting them out their comfort zones on some incredible adventures training mm. and and that's the key bit I, I didn't do cadets myself but I did do officer training corps at university mm-hmm. and I always always remember my mum going you haven't signed anything have you you haven't signed anything <laughs> I'm like no no I haven't signed my life away they just want to take me skiing and I think the key bit for me was I was hanging out with some really great people making memories that would last a lifetime. And even through the whole of OTC, I I didn't think that I was going to join the military. But I I kind of got led down that path because of the incredible people and the incredible opportunities that I found lied within the military. But by no means was it a recruitment tool. uh, And that's not what we do here either. Okay, but then some of the other things you talk about, like, like, you know, the, the, the flashes and bangs that Staff Keylock mentioned... Um, you, you did mention the word safe as well. If I was a slightly not nervous parent, but uh, you know, I was a little bit cautious about my, my 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 child getting involved in this kind of thing. What sort of assurances can you offer from a safety point of view? So, for example, the, for myself to be able to deliver what what we call skill at arms. So it's it's the relevant skills from safe operation to accurate use. So rather than saying firearms training, we say skill at arms. The, the amount of training I have myself, for example, I have 25 years instructional experience in, in delivering that subject. And it's not a case of, here you are, young, young student, here's a weapon, off we go. There is, like anything at school, there is logical steps. So the initial exposure is all about responsibility and safety with any form of weapon system. Hmm. And then we ease into it with things like a basic air rifle, uh, we also have some paintball markers, so we, we do some work with paintball, and then obviously once they get up into the higher year groups, sort of around the year 10 and 11, then we do move on to what we consider is our, our service rifle, which is exactly the same as what the regular army use, but it's slight, slightly different. But regarding the safety, I myself have to have continual external assessment and verification of my skills and my lesson plans extensive training on courses and ultimately we don't put a student in a situation that is unsafe if for example that student might have some physical limitations because we all know we get students who are either four foot in year seven or seven foot there's sort of no in between anymore they're either giant or tiny if if a student is slightly on the petite side then we can adapt things and it might take a little bit longer for them to get through stuff. But the, the rules and regulations are, on it are very strict. It's very much black and white. If if a student feels unsafe or they mm. don't meet the criteria, then it, it is very safe. But I, I always understand a parent's uh, reservation about it because it's a very unique organisation. But all, all the students in all the years I've been doing this, I've never had a student not want to do it there's been many national studies over the years and there's one recently by nottingham university on the positive impact of cadet forces in social groups and students and young children 
in the UK love the cadet forces because they like to wear uniform, have national pride in, in what they do in their appearance, and they like to go shooting, be it competitive clay pigeon mm-hmm. or competitive target rifle shooting. I think as well, the, the syllabus is so progressive that we celebrate success at every level. So the, the, the guys and cadets get badges as, as they progress through the syllabus. So it's not suddenly you go from day one to shooting on the range next week you know it's a really really progressive program and actually we try and bring the parents in as well to celebrate some of that success they come for the initial open day where they get to meet both of us there's hopefully going to be some physical parades where we get to celebrate some of these achievements and we try and buy the parents into these programs but they've been very receptive here at St Edward's for sure. Yeah the uh, the, the skill at arms and the, the traditional military training is is i say small part but it's just one facet of a huge huge array of syllabus uh, subjects we cover from the skill at arms to the communication information systems the synthetic training and things like first aid navigation community action there's there's a whole host of varying subjects so it's not it's not just all scary warry type stuff it's a it's a well-rounded mixture of different subjects for different people. Mm. And again, ultimately all done in a very safe but in- enjoyable environment. No, that's great to hear. It really is. So let's imagine then for a moment that I'm a pupil at the school and I'm thinking of joining CCF. How does that actually look after I've joined? What What's my commitment in terms of the amount of time that I need to give up? And what are the different sort of meetings like, you know, in terms of how you come together, how you learn together, how you work together as a team? How does that actually look in everyday life in school? Uh, So we run a training session on a Thursday evening. So after school at four o'clock, the cadets come across and that training goes on till six o'clock so they can get the last bus home. And then we try and do a weekend term. Now, as we said, that, that residential stuff has been the bit that's that's been left out the programme for the past 18 months, but we're starting to reintroduce it, and that's the that's really exciting for both of us. Also, we try and do an Easter camp and a summer camp where we take them away for a full week, and once they're at a certain stage of their training, there are so many opportunities to do centralised courses that the military run, whether that's leadership training, adventures training, so there is so much to get stuck into, but the regular commitment is certainly the Thursday afternoon and the one week at Term. So tell me then a little bit more then about what the children learn in CCF, the skills that they learn that they can transfer into other parts of their life and that they can keep with them for after they leave school as well. So as, as Major Winfield said earlier, the, the, this term core values, uh, so things like the leadership, teamwork, self-reliance, loyalty, communication. I myself was a cadet and the school I went to was very much into its art, drama, performing arts, things like that. And I was a very shy character. I, I hated public speaking and drama. And it, it's well known public speaking is the number one fear of adults. If the one main thing a student can get from CCF is confidence, hmm. uh, the confidence to to be able to interact with a group of strangers or ultimately, after they've done some training and leadership development, stand up and and talk uh, in front of groups of people. I've, I've seen it myself when I've delivered courses 
we were lucky enough to um, to have some quite high-ranking generals and senior staff officers of the regular army come to this national course to see. And I vividly remember this 15-year-old uh, boy telling the chief of defence staff to, uh, excuse me, sir, settle down at the back because <laughs> he was interrupting his lesson. And I, I just bit my tongue and... <laughs> Oh, that yeah, that was that was quite a unique, unique moment. But also, some of the highlights. Uh, I, I pride myself on that. We we produce some very good cadets here. One highlight is there's a national course where the cadets get to go to Canada for eight weeks to do various forms of adventurous training. So things like caving, climbing, kayaking, a husky dog sled expedition in Alaska for a week. So that's eight weeks, and that's free for them mm-hmm. to go on. Wow! And uh, yeah, there's a na- there, there is a national process. So obviously they get thousands apply, and they only take thirty each year. Mm-hmm. But we've been very lucky for three years running. We've had a cadet attend the the course. So not to blow our own trumpet, but we produce some good kids. No, oh, I think it's fine to blow your own trumpet from time to time, and this is a good occasion for that as well. Uh, we've always done well as well on the Lord Lieutenant's Cadet as well for the county, which is another sort of opportunity outside the standard programme. So they get to accompany the Lord Lieutenant on any of his duties in Gloucestershire. Uh, we've had cadets go to the Royal Wedding with them. And oh, wow. uh, you can probably talk about a few more. I can't yeah, think. Yeah, Royal so, Wedding was f- for sure one of them. Yeah, so basically the, the, the Queen has a, a military representative in each uh, county called the Lord Lieutenant. Mm-hmm. And if the, the royal family cannot attend a, uh, an event, the Lord Lieutenant goes in their place. Because the military, the government, the royal family, all, all the people sort of high up there take such pride in the National Cadet Force movement, they pick cadets to assist them at these events and represent the royal family, the military and the Lord Lieutenant. So we've had a Lord Lieutenant cadet for Gloucestershire every year for about the past six seven years and mo- most noticeably uh, a shout out to previous staff sergeant emily scarborough and sergeant harrison gates mm-hmm. uh, from a few years ago uh, emily got selected to go to the, the royal wedding to um, prince harry's wedding at mm-hmm. windsor so she mm-hmm. was invited to that and all of our lord lieutenant cadets have met the royal family multiple times so it is it is a very prestigious post to be nominated for lord lieutenant didn't you get some biscuits from the Royal Wedding or something? Yes. I, uh, <laughs> he got a goodie bag, so he did I, all right. I, sh- I shared, I I, uh, I had a party bag from the Royal Wedding and tried some of the shortbread and it was very nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you shared it with some other people in Staff Keylock. And Major no. Winfield, before we started this podcast recording, Staff Keylock mentioned to me that you've been involved in some charity work as well. Let me probe you on that. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing there? Yeah, so towards the end of my military career, um, I'd done a lot of skiing within the military, and this is Nordic skiing, the silly sport of skiing, uphills and shooting. So I then was seeing lots of people getting injured in some of the conflict zones that we have been in, and I decided that I wanted to get veterans on Nordic skis. And so through a charity, the Armed Forces Para Snow Sports Team, I started a veterans Nordic ski team, which accelerated pretty quickly. So within 
about 18 months, I found myself at the Paralympic Games in Pyeongchang with our first ever Nordic sit skier represented there. And four years on, the charity is going very strong. And we've now got four sit skiers going to the Games in 2022, oh, wow. which is pretty exciting. Fabulous. The, the, the Armed Forces Paris Snow Sports team is basically a charity now that takes injured, wounded and sick veterans and service personnel on recovery journeys through competitive winter sport. Mm-hmm. And, and it's an all-volunteer charity. It's starting to look at para-snowboarding, para-alpine and para-nordic. And we're thinking about doing some para-telemarking as well. Mm. Gosh, that sounds very impressive. That really does. Now, if any parents have listened to any of this podcast and they wanted to get in touch and find out more about CCF at St Edward's, what's the best way for them to connect with you at the school? The best way is come and see me. Uh, My office is located behind the performance hall. Uh, I'm very fortunate that I am employed at the school full time to deliver cadet forces. That's how passionate the school is about the CCF. If a parent is unable to come and see me in person, my contact phone number is 01242 388304 or they can email ccf at stedwards.co.uk and uh, I'll be able to get in touch with them about any information. My top tip is just for any individual, be it an adult, because we're always looking for additional adult volunteers, or any student to take part, just give it a go for 12 months mm-hmm. to experience some of the shorter residential stuff, the longer residential camps, the courses we can send them on. I'm always honest with them. There will be parts that they don't like, like any subject in school, mm. but then there will be parts that they will thoroughly enjoy. I, I am a product of the Cadet Force system. I was a cadet myself. I loved it so much that I came back as an instructor. I've mm. done it now for 25 years. And I'm lucky enough to be fully employed doing my hobby. I have the greatest job in the world, without a doubt. That sounds fantastic. It really does. Well, at Major Winfield, Staff Keylock, thank you for your time. Thanks for opening up this world of CCF to all of us. And thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. So that was school staff instructor Adam Keylock and Major Elizabeth Winfield, contingent commander of the Combined Cadet Force. Thank you, both of you, for joining us on this episode of the podcast. If you have any questions, then just email ccf at stedwards.co.uk or you can call 01242 388 304 and they'll be right there to answer your questions. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.